Hey guys, welcome to Wicked Wives. I'm Alyssa. And Tasha. And we also have two awesome guests, Free and Kiwi. Hey guys. That's Free. That's Kiwi. <laughs> well, welcome guys. How are you? Yeah. That's good! <laughs> Look, we haven't... <laughs> we haven't rehearsed this at all. You keep yeah. asking me questions. And I, don't I told you it. I'm going to be interactive, okay? So... All right. I need keep to... your ears open. No, we're, yeah, no, we're not get... starting this. So, hello, viewers. This is the craziness get... you're about to get. To get my interaction right <laughs> Yeah, get your ears on. I'm good. It's a Monday night. So it is a Monday night. Yes, yes, you you're could, correct. However good you could be in a Monday night for, for doing this. Okay. I mean, you know, it's Monday. It's cruising. Okay. It's it's almost December. It's almost Christmas, guys. It's almost Christmas. I can't believe it. this year has gone by so slow. Oh, my God, yes. This year has been terrible. This year has been <laughs> But it's almost over. I think 2021 will be better. I'm hoping so. We need some miracle at this point in time. Yeah. All right. So I listened to like the little 30 second clip, but uh, what what is uh, what is Wicked Wives exactly? Um, Wicked Wives is a little bit of everything. So one week we might be talking about like serial killers and like a cold case that could go like unsolved or even if it wasn't a cool case even if it's like a missing persons it doesn't matter if it has to involve crime we're gonna cover it and then the next week we might be doing stuff like the legend of slender man or bloody mary or you know sage um tasha and i were uh pagan so maybe we can do a segment on you know pagan stuff that'd be cool yeah that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so it's a mixture of everything. I was hoping Tasha would be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> let's do it. But yeah, that's pretty much what the podcast is going to be all about. So if you guys like that, stay tuned. And buckle up, Buttercup, because it's going to get a little gory and crazy. Especially with this case that we're about to talk about, because oh lord. So, so where are yeah. you posting this podcast that I asked? Um, it is on Anchor, but also Anchor has shared it to Spotify automatically, so it's on Spotify as well. So that's pretty cool. I'm pretty yeah. excited about that. Um, but yeah, if you join, if you uh, look at our Anchor as well, you can see our link tree, and that goes to our Twitter and Instagram. So we're all over the place. Not Facebook, though, because... Facebook sucks. <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Me and Tasha already know this case, so that's why we have our guest stars, Bree and Kiwi, because me and Tasha is kind of familiar with this case. Do you guys know the case of Mary Bell? No, I do not. It is new to me. All right, well, yeah. you are about to figure this out. <laughs> Yay, first time you're actually. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> And um, 
Oh boy. I'm going to put this warning right here ahead of time. This case is very graphic and may be too much to handle for some people. So if you are a sensitive person, especially to child mur murders and child abuse, you might not want to listen to this one. You might want to go to the next one, which is about a serial killer. And Free actually picked that, that one. I did. Yeah. It's one of my favorites because he's probably the scariest that I've ever run into. Oh my gosh, yes. And uh, as I was researching him, it pissed me off so bad. Like, oh, the audacity. But we'll talk about that <laughs> next time, okay? This time it's going to be Mary Bell. All right. So, are you guys ready? <laughs> yes. Yeah. If I say no, I, do I still have to listen to it? <laughs> yes. We're going to strap you to the chair and you're just going to sit there. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Okay. So this is the case of Mary Bell and her two victims, Martin Brown and I think it's Brian Howe, H-O-W-E. Um, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that right. But um, first, before we even get into Mary... Mary and the victims, we need to go back to the beginning so you understand a little bit about Mary Bell. So, Mary was born May 26, 1957, to a 16-year-old prostitute named Betty McCricket, which <laughs> I chuckle every time I hear McCricket. I don't know why. That's a just, funny last name. It's it just, it just makes me think of the Scrooge, <laughs> you know, like... Mickey with uh, Scrooge. I don't know. That poor woman. I know. No, you won't feel sorry for her in a second, I promise. But, yeah. So, Betty McCricket. Um, from the beginning, Betty never wanted Mary, like, Owl. And to make matters worse, as soon as they showed Betty her new baby girl, Betty literally looked at Mary and was like, get that thing away from me. So that's nice. That's a first impression on your mother. As time passed, Mary grew up in a horrible household. Her mother would take constant business trips. And I quote business trips because, hello, she's a prostitute. That's not really a business. But she went to a town called Glasgow. And she'd be gone days at a time. So, like, Mary would just kind of be wherever. Um, when she was home, however, she would abuse Mary physically and emotionally any chance she would get. To make matters worse, Mary saw her best friend get struck by a bus and die when she was only five years old. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so right off the bat, <laughs> yeah, so right off the bat, she's already, like, she's seen death and has been through so much hell. And she's only five years old. Traumatized the day she popped out, and then it just kept getting worse. Exactly. Like, poor Mary, man. But, like I said, you're not going to feel sorry for them at all in a second, I promise. That's going to go away. <laughs> so, something you guys need to note through this whole entire thing, that Mary was known to be accident-prone. Like, falling out of the window, or accidentally overdosing on sleeping pills that one you should actually keep in mind because that's gonna play a big part later and you will see why <laughs> um 
At one point in her childhood, her mother, Betty, tried to give her away to a woman having issues with adopting. Thankfully, her aunt witnessed this and got married before it was too late. But, (laughs) yeah, like, good job on the aunt who was paying attention. She ate her Wheaties that morning. (laughs) Jesus. But, um, sadly... Mary would be forced into prostitution at the age of four by her mother. So, you know, was it really a save? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if that would have happened, I just keep thinking of how would it be different, you know? That chick actually did take Mary. But I guess we'll never know. It really makes you wonder, honestly, how this kid's life would have turned out otherwise. For real, like, for real, would this have happened, these two murders that is about to come up? Would she even have done that? I don't know. But anyway, due to the horrible background Mary grew up in, she became very manipulative and withdrawn. Many people would brush her off due to her excessive lying and coldness they would receive from her. She was just pretty much a bitch. (laughs) That's just the sum of it all. Um, so four weeks before her first murder, people said she was acting strange and nobody said how I tried to look around and see like, how was she acting stranger than what she normally was, but nobody said anything. The only thing they said was that she just wasn't being herself, whatever that means. Maybe she was smiling. Who knows? <laughs> she was talking to the voices a little bit in the back. <laughs> right. She was talking to the voices. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so one day, she was playing with a three-year-old boy, and he fell off of an air raid shelter. And for those of you who don't know, because I actually had to look it up myself, an air raid shelter is pretty much a bomb shelter. They were really popular back then. Why two little kids were playing on top of one, I'll never know, but hey, that's what was happening. (laughs) Um, And the boy's parents thought it was an accident because he fell off and hurt himself. And so because they thought it was an accident, they just turned their backs and like left it alone. They didn't do anything about it. And that right there is something you will see a lot in this case. People just turning a blind eye to these quote-unquote accidents. <laughs> and it's it gets ridiculous, okay? Like, all over this case is nothing but accidents. And it's, ugh, God. It's so horrible. Um, the very next day after that, three mothers went to the police, claiming Mary tried to strangle their daughters while playing in the sandbox. And interviews and statements were made, but, of course, no charges were pressed, leaving Mary to go on free. So, like, these these mothers came to the police and was like, hey, um, so Mary was strangling our daughters, and the police were like, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh. I blame the mothers for that, for not wanting to press charges. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Right? Exactly. Like, I don't understand why they were just like, oh, okay, whatever, and then just, like, win about their day. Like, <laughs> She's fine. Strangulation <laughs> happens all the time. <laughs> like, oh, come on, you never strangle your kids? Let's go. Let's go. We're done. Right? Oh, God. What, what year? Uh, I'm curious. What year was all this? 
This is, uh, let's see, about 1968. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I think it would have been fine, actually. Yeah, so it's 1968. <laughs> but, for real. Okay. So... She finally caved into her craving for death because on May 25th, 1968, just one day before her birthday, I think it was her 11th birthday, um, Mary strangled and killed four-year-old Martin Brown in an abandoned house in Scottswood, England. And normally when I, like, introduce the victims, I go ahead and, like, talk about them and, you know, tell you a little bit about the victim but in this case, there is nothing about these victims. Like, nothing at all. Like, there's so much about Mary and so much about the murder, but, like, nothing. There is a little bit about the other victim, but we'll get on to that later at the end because there's a lot to say about the victim's family. So you gotta hold tight for that, but yeah. So after the murders were done, Mary and her friend Norma Bell, which they're not related at all, and she was 13 at the time, returned to Mary's house where two boys were there waiting on them because they stumbled upon Martin's body. Um, so I, the page I read about this doesn't explain what happened after this, but I think her and Norma went to play and do whatever, and that gave the boys enough time to find the abandoned house and, like, stumble upon Martin, and then they went to the house and was like, hey, we found this body. So I think that's what happened. Stand by me all over again. <laughs> yeah. Y'all want to see a dead body down by the river? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly flashbacks right now <laughs> <laughs> come on i found a dead body guys it's awesome we Back know about mind. it yeah like okay it was the norm in the 60s right i i guess so yeah <laughs> i now when the police arrived they found Mar martin's body lying there with a bottle of sleeping pills next to him sound familiar there was a wow. little bit of blood on his face, along with saliva. So guess what the police ruled it as? Oh, God. An accident. You guessed it! <laughs> All these kids and their sleeping pills. It just, it happened. Right, like, oh man, this three-year-old, this four-year-old, excuse me, boy, just walked into an abandoned house with his bottle of pills and took them on accident. <laughs> this is so normal. Like, really? Come on. Because well. Right? Um, so, a couple days later, Mary went to Martin's family and she asked to see him. And now this is really fucked up, okay? <laughs> um, you guys won't like this. She went to Martin's family's house after she, like, did everything and she wanted to see him and when his mother explained that he was dead she said i know i want to see him in the coffin that is so <laughs> oh my god yeah she she literally came to the mother and was like oh no i know he's dead i just want to look at him in the coffin like excuse you know me <laughs> I I would punt that kid right off my <laughs> if that was me. You know, times back then. <laughs> God, that's like the what? excuse all the way through this. It's, oh, you know, times back then. Couldn't kill nope. a kid. It, 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 right in the fucking 
Uh, the mother thankfully slammed the door in her face, though. So, so yeah, she she should, and she did. So, so it's the it's the killer going back to the crime scene, but she can't. So she goes back to the literally the dead body. Yeah, exactly. And it gets worse. Okay, so just buckle up. It gets really bad. So, um, a couple days after that, Mary and Norma broke into a nursery school vandalizing it and leaving notes around taking responsibility for the murder and claiming they will kill again one article i read said the note stated we murdered martin brown and will do so again i murder so that i may come back whatever the hell that means okay that's a little creepy yeah (laughs) i don't know what the hell that means but okay whatever it was poetic back then this is the like 60s they were talking and you know metaphors and shit. I don't know. Lucas Shakespeare. (laughs) That wasn't even in the 60s, though. Okay, but anyway, when police arrived and saw everything, read the notes, all of it. Want to know what they did? Nothing. Yeah, they said it was a sick joke, and they ignored it. (sighs) Wow. Cheaper those days, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're just lazy? Oh, no, I guess I think so. I mean, in the olden days, like the um, saloon style, uh, what, do you, what is it? The shows, the TV shows and shit. They show mm-hmm. the sheriffs like passed out drunk in the saloon with like a pie or some shit. So maybe that was legit. <laughs> maybe this is legit how it goes. <laughs> um, it's time to go home, Bob. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that pint. (laughs) Okay. The nursery, though, installed a security system, so that's good. And it actually caught Mary and Norma there a few days later loitering. So they went back after doing all of that. But guess what, guys? The police let them go. What? Yeah. They told them to go home and no charges were pressed. Like, I just... I just don't understand. Get out of here and go play elsewhere. Damn kids. We got a serial killer on the loose. Which, okay. I think, and I just thought of this. It was back in the day, so maybe they didn't think that little kids would be capable of this. You know? So, but still. You know, but still. Okay? You have people vandalizing the nursery and even like they came back like you still gotta talk and ask questions you well, even the note the notes you know like uh kids will be kids you know like no <laughs> <laughs> like what the f- right they just totally right they just totally they're just like oh it's okay it's just a joke who the hell would be joking like that like really come on okay but days following the murder Mary was actually boasting about killing Martin and how the police weren't doing anything about it. So not only were they not caring about it, they're giving her, like, a confidence boost because she's like, oh, well, I killed Martin and the police aren't doing crap, so I can get away with it. Like, be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> yeah, don't be suspicious. Don't <laughs> be suspicious. Like, that's literally <laughs> her mood through the whole entire thing. And that just, ugh. So, but because she she was known as a liar and a manipulator, 
they also ignored it. They're like, it's just Mary. That's just Mary. What <laughs> like, in God's name? Yeah. Just picture this innocent looking little evil spawn walking around with pigtails and a pair. You know, like, da 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 da, ready to kill. <laughs> yep. She has a knife in her hand, but they're just like, oh, that's just Mary. <laughs> like, <Day> to die. <laughs> I'll stab you. I'll stab you. Oh, Mary, stop it. You're just so cute. (laughs) Like, this whole fucking thing pisses me off so bad. I know. No, wait till next next one when I... Oh, you're gonna be pissed. I mean, I'm so ready to hear your, like, scream. Like, I'm ready. Okay. But yeah, they completely rolled their eyes and went about their day, and they're like, whatever, Mary, shut up. But that is until... Another boy was found dead a couple weeks later. Now, okay, I am going to remind you guys again that this particular murder is really graphic. And it's going to make you feel some things. I had to take a second, so just brace yourself, right? it's, 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 It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. All right, so... On July 31st, 1968, Mary and Norma led this poor three-year-old, Brian Howe, to a secluded location where they strangled him to death. However, they didn't end there. They took scissors and mutilated his body, butchering his genitals as well. Oh my god. Later, when the blood cooled and the autopsy was performed... They would notice the M carved on his torso. Oh, wait. She's like 12 here, right? She is... Oh, God. I want to say... I want to say... I want to say 13. But I could be wrong. She might be 12 over 13. Just just some average dating and toddling around mutilating people. No. Killed them. Yeah, she's 11 because the first murder was right right before her 11th birthday and then this is a couple weeks later so she's 11 yeah yeah she's 11 yeah the i i I got her confused norma is 13 so yeah (laughs) but it's just oh my god so yeah all the shit that they just did to this poor three-year-old boy and it's not even the worst like just so (laughs) after doing this horrible Thing to him, Mary and Norma ended up running into Brian's sister, looking for Brian, and they offered to help search for him. Mary what? even pointed oh. out the concrete slabs his body was hiding behind and was like, "He probably won't be there, but you should look anyway." So, Jesus, yeah. If that tells you anything about her, like, oh Jesus. Okay, but punch this child in the face. This whole process, just somebody fucking punch this kid. I just it just goes to show you back then how lenient everyone was about shit. Like, there's two little boys missing, there's this eleven year old bragging about it, and like seeing vandalizing and they're just like, eh, you know, it's okay, whatever. And I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it. Nobody realized how much help like everyone had to notice this child needed help and nobody stepped up to help her before she got to this point. Exactly. And even if it like it wasn't to this point, it's just like nobody's like, Hey, Mary, you seem to be a little off. Are you okay? 
Do you want to talk? You know, like people are accident prone around you. Like, yeah. are they okay with you? <laughs> I'm noticing there's some things that happened when people go around you. Um, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> like, nothing. They didn't do anything. Uh, but when the police examined the body and the autopsy came back, they deciphered that due to the lack of force with the murders, the killer had to be a child as well. So the killer was really weak and they were like, well, because they're weak, it has to be another kid doing this. Like, like no, no harm up kids. Obviously. Yeah. Like no shit. Really? Okay. Um, finally, the police were taking things seriously, and they were interviewing all the kids around uh, about the murders. So they were actually interviewing people. Now, when they interviewed Mary and Normal, a f- bleh, normal Norma, she's not normal at all. <laughs> not normal at all. But anyway, when they interviewed Mary and Norma, a few articles were different about this. Um, one article said that Norma was excited about the murders while Mary was withdrawn. But then another article I read said that they broke into laughter when questioned about the murders. And But one thing was certain, though. Mary was seen with Brian the day of the, his murder, and they wanted answers. So, like, I don't know... Which one is worse? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it It's kind of a tie. Breaking into laughter when questioned about the murders would be so messed up, though. Um, but, yeah. I, I do that I do that know. fairly often. So, I mean, that's normal. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do it every day. I do it every single day. <laughs> yeah, ch- children are dead, huh? <laughs> Honey, where'd my donuts go? (laughs) (laughs) Honey, look, I chopped my finger up. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It's great. Little Johnny's buried in the backyard. (laughs) 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 Everyone in this story, except the innocent families. Right. It's so terrible. I feel so Uh, bad for everyone. And like, we'll wait to the end because I do have something to say about the families because. Yeah, you'll see. But anyway, moving on. They came up with nothing when they interviewed everyone, and then they let the girls go, but under close watch. Now, this part right here pissed me off the most, okay? When it came time to the funeral, one of the detectives, James Dobson, caught Mary in front of the family's house. He was quoted saying, Mary Bell was standing in front of the house house when the coffin was brought out. I was, of course, watching her. And it was when I saw her there that I knew I did not dare risk another day. She stood there laughing, laughing and rubbing her hands. I thought, my God, I've got to bring her in. She'll do another one. So she's literally standing on the other side of their house while they're bringing out their dead son in a coffin laughing and rubbing her hands together like yes good i have done this <laughs> yeah like laughing she thought it was hilarious and i just oh god it pissed me off so bad um so this is actually when they catch her because like he said he had to bring her in and they did the next day they brought her in and she sensed they were on to her so you know, because she's so smart, <laughs> she came up with a story 
that actually in reality, it dug her grave for the rest of the case. She tried to say there was a boy seen fighting with Brian right before he died, and he was handling a pair of broken scissors. That is where they got her. The facts about the scissors were withheld from the press, meaning the only people to know about them were the police and the killer. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Wow. So, after they brought this up, um, the girls folded immediately. Like, they didn't even try. They just was like, oh, damn, you got me. So... This is actually where it flip-flops again. Like I said, this is an old case, so information on it is, like, back and forth. One article said they both folded and tried to blame each other. But then another article I read said Norma caved in and told them she begged Mary to stop, but she wouldn't. Which, this doesn't really sit right with me, because in earlier... The in interviews, it said that Norma was excited about it, and or Norma was laughing about it. So either one doesn't really, you know, because if she was telling Mary to stop, I don't think she would be excited about it or laughing. So right. just as guilty. Yeah. So I, I, it doesn't sit right with me. Um, but one thing was for sure that she kept saying was that Mary was in charge through all of it. And the fact that mattered was they had their murderer at last. So. (sighs) They finally got her. Yeah. There's more. Yeah, we're not done. Yeah, I know. But we can breathe. She's been caught finally. Not, oh, it's just Mary being Mary. Mary quite contrary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry. I cracked myself up. Anyway. When the trial started, the prosecution said Mary killed the boys solely for the pleasure and excitement for killing. The British even went as far as calling her evil born, which means a child that's pretty much just straight up born from evil. She was terrible. She's Satan. (laughs) The defense brought in a psychiatrist to convince the jury that Mary had symptoms of classic psychopathy. All right, so I'm going to read you guys the symptoms. I can't freaking talk. I'm going to read you the symptoms, okay? And you tell me if she meets them or not. All right, you ready? Yes. Okay. Socially irresponsible behavior. Violating rights of others. Can't distinguish between right or wrong. Difficult to show remorse or empathy. Lies often. Hurting or manipulating others. And problems with the law. I'd say uh, she does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. that's a definite. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's check, Mary. Check. <laughs> check, 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 honey. We're gonna need a bigger paper. Check. Give <laughs> me another pen. Right, this one ran out of ink. <laughs> Shit. Oh god. Okay, but the thing that kills me about all of this is Norma went on the stand. And they agreed she was under a bad influence, making her aid the murders. Gross. Yeah, so Lord. she was just like, oh, they were just like, oh, you poor child, yes. You you were under a bad influence. It's okay, it's okay. And it's just like, I, I just keep thinking about the interviews. Like, either one is terrible. Like, she was getting excited about it, or she laughed about it. Either one's terrible. 
And you're just like, oh no, it's okay, go ahead. Imagine fly, being her child, parents. Fly. I'd be like, never mind, she's going to boarding school forever. <laughs> yeah, like, nope, nope. <laughs> nope, you're going to go to jail too. Um, so they decided to have her acquitted instead. So I just still, like, still. The jury decided Mary would serve at Her Majesty's pleasure, which means she would serve until she decided that, hey, you, you served enough time for your crimes. It's okay. So that could be like for four years, two years, it doesn't matter. But luckily, kind of. Could have been tried. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest of the story kind of upset me the most after all of this. This is actually what really upset me. So after 12 years of serving, they released her in 1980 under strict probation. What? They so, didn't give her a life sentence? No. No, she only served 12 years. And How that's many not victims? Even two victims. They were little boys. The first one was three. The or Yeah, the first one was four, and the second one was three years old. Jesus. Yeah, so only 12 years for doing what he, she did. But not only that, they gave her a new identity so the press wouldn't hound her, which she had to have changed a few times because she was discovered. That is stupid. I know. It gets worse. It gets worse. Just buckle up. They need to just fucking release her. They should have just released her and given her new address to the old family. Like, we're turning the cheek like we did when your kids were murdered. Yeah, for real. How could it get any worse than that? Just wait. It's so sad. It's so sad, dude. Four years after her release, she had a baby girl who found out about her mother when she was 14 years old. Someone found Mary's husband and tracked Mary down. The press ended up camping outside her house to the point that Mary and her family had to flee with sheets over their heads. To this day, Mary is alive and being protected by the law. She even tried to write a memoir at one time, but it never got pub- published for some reason. So, yeah, fuck yeah. I murdered these people, these innocent children. Yeah. Right, nobody cares about your life right now. For real, like, that's what made me mad the most about this, is just, like, they're trying so hard to protect her through this whole entire thing. Like, witness protection, all of it. When she killed two innocent babies, like, I don't care that you're 11 years old at the time, I don't care, you still did that. Where's the protection when the red flag started showing up that she was crazy for those innocent babies, you know? Exactly, like, no, you were still a fucking psycho, and you still did this, like, no screw you they will never get to see their kids again like i don't know that's just messed up i hate it like i just married her and reproduced with her yes and i just thought of something like she held her daughter in her arms until she was 14 years old still to this day i mean did she ever look down and like think about the kids she took when her daughter was four years old and three years old i know she's still alive the bitch is still kicking but i'm just like i'm just thinking like does she ever look at her daughter and she's like i took that away from someone you know wow. i don't think how to get away with murder jesus seriously be born in 1960 and be 11 wait so, so she went she's been what 12 years basically in quote unquote prison yeah so she got out when what she's in her 20s 
Oh, brown there, like, yeah, yeah. So she had she, she had her whole life ahead of her. Yeah, pretty much. So she killed. She spent twelve years, and then she was still young. She could still do whatever she wanted, and these little babies never had the chance. And yeah, okay, but <laughs> I'm gonna take time to talk about the victims now, since screw Mary, she's a horrible person. She's still alive. If you ever meet her in real life, let me know. You know, just I'd like to see her. I'd like to have a little word with her. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So normally, like I said, when I introduce the victim, I like to talk to talk about them for a second, you know, but the families have been seriously silent about this Um, until recently, though. Martin Brown's mother, which is the first victim, the four year old, um, June Richardson is her name, and she was quoted saying It's about her and how she has to be protected. As victims, we are not given the same rights as killers. And that killed me, man. That that quote killed me. Because it's just, they are protecting Mary. And they're not giving anything to these victims and their parents. And it just sucks. Imagine being those parents when you find out that that bitch went on to have kids and like have a happy Mm -hmm. life. She's married with a kid. The bitch did what now? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But something... (laughs) What? Get Jesus on the phone. (laughs) I'm going to talk to Jesus. Let's go. Right here. Right now. Somewhere, sir. Jesus, you need to come here. (laughs) You did not take the wheel. I repeat, you did not take the wheel. Smite this bitch. (laughs) Okay. All right. June, but something kind of good went on for this. Um, June went on to work with the National Victims Association and MAMA, M-A-M-A-A. It's Mothers Against Murder and Aggression. She created those, and she's actually working with those. I don't know if she created them, actually, but she's working with them. And she's trying to help the victims of murdered children, just like her and her family was. It's kind of like a grief and try to get over it, but... Excuse me. Sadly, she died in 2013 from cancer at the age of 68. So, cancer got her. But her daughter, Sharon, had a few things to say about the murder. And this is actually sad as well. So, um, Sharon said she grew up in a cold, quiet, and sullen home, and she never knew why. Her mother wouldn't talk about it and would say she used to have a brother that died horribly. There was no photos of Martin around the home, and they never spoke about him because it was heartbreaking to think about. Sharon spoke up about Mary on his 50th anniversary of his death, saying, We could pass her on the street and not know. She can walk around as a ghost, and if she does anything wrong, they just change her identity. And we, the taxpayers, have to pay for it. It's never been about our family. It's always been about Mary Bell. Just spit in the face to them. Okay. Um. So if you like this, go ahead and maybe subscribe to our anchor. And maybe go check out our Twitter and Instagrams. Because I update it every day. And because you love us. You're now in love. I just put a spell on you. Did you hear, feel it? Woo 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 woo. Yeah, baby. Okay. 
I'll put a spell on you. <laughs> now you're mine. <laughs> okay, and all right. Infringement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> copy banned. <laughs> Alright, okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for showing up. We love you. Go follow us. And, yeah. Bye!